Hello, and welcome to Improvised Music in Kingston, a podcast that explores the thoughts and music of a group of local musicians who are situated across various genres and who all incorporate improvisation as part of their practice. I am your host, Paul Clifford. In this episode, we will explore the question, how do participants understand their musician identities? I asked the group members to describe their musical influences broadly, if they consider their work to be part of a musical genre or genres, and if so, which ones, and how do local audiences generally receive the types of music they perform. The music you hear was all recorded live and features all members of the group. I would kind of probably use some of the following words to describe the genre of music I make. Experimental, um, improvised or improvisation, free, free improvisation or free form, uh, jam, uh, uh, electric. Not really electronic because it is acoustic instruments, um, but sometimes I play some like I've been in, but sometimes electronic um, drone, uh, contemporary. Sometimes, and then I think maybe some of those words are kind of the closest, and then the more words I start saying, the further off base I am. Like because at times I've used other words like free jazz or noise and stuff. I don't really use those anymore. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I play music also that is like that, like music that fits those words isn't the only thing I do. Like I also play music that's kind of like rock or uh, grunge, <laughs> grunge or something, grunge or rock or folk or singer songwriter. Is that in a different category? Like do you feel like the improvised music is a different category than the folk rock grunge? like separate, separate projects? Well, in projects, it depends on the project and it depends on the players and it depends on the night. <laughs> it yeah. depends on the mood. Uh, depends on who's in the audience. Depends on the venue. Um, it depends on so many things. I'd say they're different aesthetics. I'd say they're very different, like listening experiences. But there's been many a time when I've tried to intertwine them and I think it's done all the time. Like you'll hear improvised sort of solos or jams in the context of folk rock music or folk music. Like you'll hear that all the time or you'll hear improvised music played on folk instruments with folk uh, traditions shining through the players playing. Like I think that both happen, like they bleed into each other, just like all genres have the habit of or the tendency to bleed into each other and things aren't siloed. Um, Improvisation is interesting because it's not a genre. It can be a genre. Like you could say it's improvised music. It, it's also a process. So, so if they followed that process, then you can say it's improvised. If they didn't follow that process, then you could say it's not improvised. But even then, you know, even then there's gray. There's gray. So, um, yeah, in terms of the sound of it, I could, I could classify some of the stuff I've done, some of the recorded music I've made or some of the acts I've played with as one or the other. But yeah, depends on the night, like depends on where it is or depends on what I'm working on. I like to mix them. I like to mix different things. I like to not have different musical projects siloed into different genres or feels because then, because life is too short. 
<laughs> I've decided this over the years. Like it's too short to have too many, like a number of acts with different names and try to juggle it all, especially if I'm the kind of leader or instigator. I think I only want to lead or instigate one thing. And that one thing should be able to encompass anything I feel like doing. something like you were trying to evaluate your own quality in terms of like a commercial right um jazz in canada kind of lens um and maybe at this point you are breaking away from that yeah because i i don't believe in it i mean you know i don't believe in it like politically, I I can't. Um, I don't have Spotify. I don't. I don't want to play the game. I don't want to chase the carrots. Um, it because before it was about you know it was about survival, but it was also about being a you know a white girl from Canada that wanted to understand the tradition and wanted to represent it in a certain way. But you know you can't you can't freeze time. And you can't, uh, it's not about appropriation, it's about appreciation. And um, everything we listen to somehow comes through us in some way. I mean, we, we filter it and, and stuff. I mean, um, but I don't need to pretend to be something, you know what I mean? Like, like wear it, like, uh, there's a difference between entertainment and art. I think. Um, Would you still say you focus on jazz as like a genre, as the genre? Like you, maybe what, maybe what I'm hearing is you're getting a more expansive a definition of the word jazz. Yeah, well, I think jazz is expansive and, and a lot of uh, people who would have been jazz legends who were around time when this this music was called jazz they they don't even like that term the jazz is only used as it's almost like a a place um holder because hmm. well, i'm using i'm using jazz what's that because you need to say something because you, be, there's some yeah and the, and then the, and the guys that were coming out of uh free jazz you know in the um 60s and stuff they they didn't like the word mm -hmm. um so the jazz the word jazz is a marketing mm -hmm. word mm -hmm. but it is a word that's understood internationally and this is part of what draws me to the music this is an international music um it encompasses a lot i don't know maybe we, we need we probably need a new term for but then i feel like we're living in a world that's heavily labeled mm -hmm. some of that is very effective to create uh, new kinds of consciousness mm -hmm. and some of it can be really divisive so mm -hmm. so for now i'm using jazz certainly uh, the, the composers that I'm repeatedly drawn to when I'm teaching are uh, Bach, obviously, uh, Beethoven, 
I've taught a course on the solo music of Chopin at least eight times and over the years have memorized uh, most of the music that I actually teach in this course. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that's the, the piano side of life. Uh, definitely, I'm drawn to writing for strings. I have a lot of music for strings. So, you know, it, it really it doesn't matter. I love the, the French school, Debussy, Ravel, uh, certainly the Russians, uh, you know, Tchaikovsky, Shostakovich, if I had to go that, that, that route. Uh, orchestrally, because I love writing for orchestra, it is such a high. I have, um, you know, many, you know, composers who I know all their symphonies have gone through their works, but Mahler in particular is who I'm drawn to. And I just taught a course on the symphonies of Mahler for the third time uh, this fall during COVID-19. And the class almost enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, because if you needed a soundtrack for COVID-19, the symphonies of Mahler was certainly it, I got to tell you. My first influences were guitar only, uh, instrumental guitar players, Chet Atkins, country pickers, that kind of stuff, because my family was into country. Uh, and then... Uh, I ended up being influenced by fusion jazz. Uh, at about the same time, I discovered fusion jazz, which was kind of like my metal. Mm. Uh, the sort of the athletic playing fast, faster, faster, longer, faster, higher, you know, <laughs> like, mm. yeah. uh, music as, as a sport kind of thing um uh you know some people when they're in their adolescence get metal i got i got into fusion jazz uh, at the same time i started playing uh bass a little bit uh, around with bobby hearns and bill bosworth so they were turning me on into the more traditional jazz mm. so that was it that got me in the jazz world loosely uh and since then it's been the jazz world primarily where my influences are mm. um i really uh, do you want like uh, specific people sure um uh after after chet atkins it was john mclaughlin mm. and then it was chikuria's stuff mm. and then it was some more of the fusion stuff in the 70s like larry coriel and the brecker brothers and that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and i also got into the tradition through playing with bill and bob mm. uh, and uh, they took me up to Toronto when I was like 16 or 17 and we saw Ed Bickert play and the, uh, the Bill was living in Toronto, or Hamilton at the time, he had left. Okay. Uh, so uh, I played a few years with him and then he left and then when I was still in high school, Bobby and I went up to see, we saw Jerry Neewood and um, uh, uh, Ed Bickert and I think, I can't remember who else we saw, the, uh, Michelle Donato was the bass player. Journey, but yeah, it was good. It was good, good stuff at George's and yeah. George's and Bourbon Street and stuff. Uh, so they they got me more into the standards thing. Okay. And and since then it's been guitar players primarily. Uh, Pat Metheny, John Schofield, um, uh, then composers, uh, Vince Mendoza, Kenny Wheeler, that kind of stuff. They were that's that's ba that's the framework uh, in in. In and behind and around that, there were others, but it was it was guitar players first, then composers. 
musicians are are like to me are the best people in the world because we we don't discuss well we're discussing ideas right now but generally what we do when we get together is just play so mm -hmm. so uh, that's really what i want to do with my life is just play music so i don't yeah. uh, really want to spend too much time discussing it you know, it would be best the best use of our time is if we pulled out instruments and just started uh, improvising making stuff up you know We're, we don't need a we don't need a jazz book we don't need to say let's how about stella by starlight and mm -hmm. see or whatever we mm -hmm. we could just start playing you know mm -hmm. in a group setting um if it's a iranian music ensemble mostly the improvisation will be um between the rhythmic pieces because I, as i said in mostly in ensembles these days written um, rhythmic pieces are written and composed ahead and between these rhythmic pieces each performer has some um has some uh, minutes uh, and room to to perform some non-rhythmic music and to change the mode or just to make some atmosphere for the next piece so in an iranian uh, setting it will be just non-rhythmic improvisation between the pieces but uh, playing with other genres of music um, improvisation will be limited to some ornaments if the piece is written and i just um, add some um, like spices of my own instrument by different ornaments that I add to the piece, maybe. Or um, if it's not written, like I worked with a flamenco uh, band some years ago and the pieces were not written and they just asked us to play whatever we think suits the uh, whole melody. So um, that's another kind of improvisation that I listen to the whole music and that what's going on in the band and what can I add to it. Like what genres are you playing, of music are you playing? Um, Semi-classical? to non-classical freestyle. It's interesting that you describe it as non-classical. So, like, classical is kind of your reference point. I guess. I guess that makes sense based on your training and your background. Right. Yeah. Definitely not jazz. Yeah. Definitely not traditional Japanese. Yeah. Not pop. Um none of those like, you know, all those like folk or country or reggae or all of those like I'm I was not 
very not familiar with those.、Mm. However, I'm not. I was not heavily in classical either.、Mm. Not as heavy as I wanted to be in orchestra. You mean you didn't really want to go into an orchestra? No. Yeah. I was pretty sure. So, really, you might even describe your genre as marimba, marimba classical. I feel I feel conflicted, conflicting with that too, because there are people like Nana Mimura. And、oh, like those people are like classical marimbist. Like, like, yeah, you know, the percussionist slash marimbist who jury, you、mm. know, percussion、mm-hmm. competition. Yeah, like yeah. those. Even though they play modern music, class, but yeah, modern classic. But that's that that whole thing is like a classic. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah. Even if you play John Cage. Right. That's in, including John Cage or Samuel Barber. It's all classical.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think right now most of the music that I'm playing with my friends、um, would be under. Um, under kind of like the indie rock folk、um, kind of、um, yeah, indie rock grunge folk kind of area,、um, and and then my my music I would say is kind of.、Um, Yeah, still trying to figure out how to、um, how to cla- like genre, like how to where to stick my music. I, I feel like、um, kind of in a in a similar vein of like, do you know Arthur Russell、um, or like Tom York's solo stuff? Kind of like more electronic, groove based.、Um, With like, you know,、um, tastes of jazz. I need to figure out where to where to put myself, but kind of in like,、um, I guess like, yeah, more electronic、um, kind of jazz, kind of pop, experimental pop stuff.、Um, I think a question like that, like, how does a question like that make you feel? Like, do you feel like you have to? Place yourself on a spectrum, and for what reason? Um, 
No, I mean, like, do I feel like I have to? I mean, like, the, really, uh, I would much rather, and I think probably why I haven't figured out where, you know, like where I am is because I don't really give two hoots. Um, but these questions come up, you know, and as people, like, you know, that's a very common question. It's like, what kind of music do you play? And it's, and you kind of have to come up with an answer because I, I feel like more cringy than putting yourself in it is be like, ah, I don't know, you know, like, <laughs> so it's, it's kind of, yeah, trying to figure out that. currently listening to a lot of like old time music that uh you know is you know has is not always um i mean it's not it's not a fixed frame kind of thing like it's not like a four four bar you know bang 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 kind of thing it's like like i i i've been i keep being sent a homework list of banjo music that is like like old you know like different different this kind of this banjo player here this guy here you know all in different cultures races like because um i think that's like really important I, like you said about the culture too it's like knowing the history of the instrument like knowing the history of jazz is important right because if you want to play like charlie parker and these guys like they practiced the way they did because it was a protest in a way, right? They had a reason to be better than anyone else because they wanted to show that like, this is this is something, but like, I mean, does everyone need to do that? Is that your, is that your purpose is to play like this other person or like, are you gonna hear some sounds and be like, I like that, you know? Um, not all, but not try to replicate it. You can't, you can't, like, I think there's another, another like, a, I think maybe Count Basie said this or something like that. It's like, you can, you can, you can try to be, you can always, you can always be, num you always be number two, someone else. And, uh, but you can always be number one yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I think like trying to maintain originality, like genuine uh, sound um, through improvisation, like, like you are a voice, you are a voice within your instrument, you're, whether you're singing or um, you're a presence, right? Um, so it's like never trying to go outside who you are. And I try to, I try to, I try to hold that with me as a player um, because it's like music for me is like very, has a lot of medicine to it. Um, like it's very healing. only thing that they are comfortable with and we know that most classical musicians are like this Paul that they can only play what they see mm -hmm. they can't play with no music mm -hmm. it just it's, it does not appeal to them they don't that's just beyond their comfort zone and they who knows if they will ever get to that level where they can just 
blow that they can just wail you know like when i when i first discovered like ray charles and and piano blues uh it was such a joyous experience for me to play those seventh chords and to play those rhythms and uh it's like the first time you hear a, a, a slow 12-8 or the first time you hear a Montuno or the first time you hear a reggae rhythm or the first time you hear klezmer music or the first time you hear a, a good polka. It doesn't matter. You Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't unsee an image. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's a, a film, a particular scene in a film that you, you love or, or a particular passage of a book, once you've read it, it, it it's there. It becomes you... you you are just attached to it, you know. It's uh, moved you to some something. I don't know, but uh, it's hard to bring that out in people. It really, I mean, the student of mine would love to just be able to improvise blues, and so you can show them the left hand pattern, how it rolls with the dotted rhythm, you know, and that you have a certain you know thing you have to do with the right hand to to meld with the left hand at the same time and and you know it's it's math but then again it's math they're not it's not speaking to them you know you're showing them how to recreate the sound that you are making so i'll play a really simple thing and say see how this goes like this and then they go like this and i go no not like that like this so i'm i'm not it's i can't teach them how to improvise if you want my philosophy on it each musician is a genre to themselves uh that being said we all learn from people before us and you got to categorize things in one way and i guess ultimately you would call it what i do mostly would fall under jazz Mm -hmm. so yeah it, but it is kind of uh, original improvised music, uh, mostly with just instruments, mm-hmm. um, piano, bass, drums, uh, some horns. Uh, that's the bulk of what I do. Do you and, feel a little uh, tension yeah. when you say the word jazz? Uh, oh, uh, no, but only because, it, well, the reason I, not tension, but it's just I've, I've had conversations with people where I'm in their car, you know, uh, a uh, taxi driver or whatever. It wasn't a taxi driver. It was someone driving me around and I say, oh, you play jazz. I say, yeah. They go, oh man, there's this great jazz that I like. Here, let me show it to you. And they play and it's a rap song mm-hmm. and there's like a sax, just happens to be like a saxophone mm-hmm. in it. And, and, you know, just because a song has a saxophone in it, to me, doesn't make it jazz. But to some people, they go, oh, that's jazz, you know? So it's just, uh, I'm just willing to accept that that the word jazz is so broad that, you know, someone could say, could, could very well listen to my music and say, that's not jazz. And I wouldn't say that they're wrong, uh, you know, necessarily. They could, they could, they could call what I do something else more specific. And I would say, yeah, you know, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't argue Unless, unless they're saying I was, you know, playing, you know, bagpipe marches or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, right? So it has to be a little, you know, qualitatively true. But, um, yeah. Um, so not necessarily. It's just, it's just a very vague. It's, all, it's, it's like saying I play music. Mm. You know, it's like it's just one step of past saying, oh, I play music, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. It's just so vague. Okay, great, you know. Right. It's like, are you into math? Well, I'm like into physics. It's like that's 
nowadays there's astrophysics, you know, electromagnetic. At one point, physics meant, okay, I pretty much know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, physics could be a hundred different things. Sure. And so, you know, hey, I'm into physics. Oh, I'm into physics. That doesn't mean you can speak the same language. That's right. Nowadays, I'm into jazz. Oh, I'm into jazz. That doesn't necessarily mean yeah. you can both play together right away. Yeah. You know, be on the same page. So that's the only real tension, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. They're also, I mean, they're, obviously there's like a bit of a racial thing, but I just don't feel that. I've never really felt that. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a white person in Canada. I, the fact yeah. is I, there's, I just haven't uh, experienced much of the racial aspect of yeah. using that word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got people like, is it, is it Terrence Blanchard who talks about like black, bam, black American music and yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if that's how you want to classify what I do, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, you know, sure. If you want to call it that, I don't call it that. I don't know what to call it, you know, but, yeah. I, but if I had to just give you an idea, I would say, sure. It's jazz. It's improvised. Yeah. But again, I, I, I wouldn't say it's improvised music because it, there are composed, you know, it's mostly composed elements with some improvisation. So sure. a lot of times I think when, for me, if you were to say, what's your broad definition of jazz, that would more or less be it. It's songs that are, have composed elements or are composed that have improvised elements yeah yeah most a, a lot of the times and that's that's the type of music i make mostly i have some through composed things mm -hmm. but i always like to give uh, you know musicians the chance to play the way they want to play which you know i think the more you study class like there's this kind of uh, between this is kind of i'm not sure if this is part of the question more between you and i but no. you know when you study classical music there's kind of this impression that like what's on the page, that's how you do it. But like the deeper you get into that too, those guys are interpreting stuff. Totally. Pretty much their own way. You listen to one recording to another, it's like, yeah. what? They're playing it wrong. <laughs> no. Um, well, uh, first of all, it's like the, the music that I have heard and learned most of others is um, Iranian music and uh, Iranian classical music and then after that world music music from uh, different countries or when musicians from different countries come together and uh, play music all together um, but like I, I listened to different kind of music and this I uh, listening to different kind of music and at some point each of them influences me as a, a musician uh, but Mostly, I should say, it's Middle Eastern music or Iranian music and board music after that. Primarily right now, um, I make my living mainly. And, and when I, my go-to, when I think, oh, I have to practice, like when I think, when I think of work, mm -hmm. it is uh, playing fiddle and banjo, harmonica, jaw harp, uh, and then all the small percussion like ham bone and, and rattle rhythm bones um, that kind of thing um, but I've worked for a long time as a percussionist in Toronto so I had to learn a pile of Middle Eastern sort of standards you know like the rhythms that that you find in this it's interesting to be in a, in a um, discussion about improvisation I was thinking about it earlier how so coming Folk music also, like jazz, like there are standards that people have within the genre. So, so for like Middle Eastern um, music, if there is a drum, I would be playing the darbuka or the dombek, and 
and there are you know rhythms that you play and they would they could say you know like play such and such and you'd say oh and if they say no 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 i want the other one that goes then uh it's well, it's just interesting. I was thinking about, uh, I played with a band in Toronto uh, called the Subtonic Monks, and we were totally improvisational madness. I mean, it was hilarious and crazy. Like, it started out as a small group, maybe six of us, and I went in as a drummer and a uh, didgeridoo player, jaw harp, you know, kind of worldy, you know, stuff that people hadn't really heard of 30 years ago. And... <clears throat> But we were having a lot of fun with things like water bottles. Like we'd take a, two water bottles and use those as our, as the, make rhythms with the sound of sluicing water and stuff. And then it got bigger and bigger and we added more people and we opened it up to people and just said, this is kind of like uh, uh, just a platform for people to to speak their inner, their emotions and, and stuff. So <laughs> we'd end up with these crazy people up on stage screaming and like we'd be playing the Rivoli. We played the Rivoli regularly and we'd just get these total nut bars and I'd be up there trying to hold stuff together. And that's what that's where it got interesting um, with having a background and 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 a, a desire to learn because there's I mean, OK, sorry, I'm probably going to jump all over the place, of no course, but, you, you know, as a drummer, um, especially in Canada, you start out you know, you go to Montreal, you go to the Tam Tam, and you go to High Park, and you you just sit in drum circles, and you you have to be in the groove with everybody. But it's kind of like in the beginning, unless you come from a, a real uh, I can't stand the word. Uh, anyway, if you come from a real if you come from a background like if you're Cuban and you grew up with Cuban drumming all around you, then you you have the background. Uh, but most of the times you go to these drum jams, and it's people just listening and going dum -daka, dum -daka, dum -daka, and you slowly learn what's happening and you figure out how to fit into that circle and how to make a nice sound and not be too much you know and but there's always somebody who's way too much like often it'll be me like just being having fun you know yeah um so through those experiences i ended up and through the subtonic monks as well like people wanting to improvise from the beginning it makes for an interesting sort of situation where you think, well, my dad, my dad's a, uh, he used to be a, he's a designer and he, he's a type designer and a uh, designs bottles, designs everything. But he's a types, he, he, he's a design, like an illustrator and designer for magazines and that. And he, I went to school for that as well. And when he, when I was starting out, he said, don't mess with the typeface until you know what the original typeface was supposed to look like. Because once you mess with it, like if you stretch it, then you've changed everything about it. Like you've changed the entire character. And so having that is in the back of my head all the time, people would want to be improvising. And my job often back in the beginning, not necessarily with the didgeridoo say, or the jaw harp, but like if I'm playing a drum pattern, I would make sort of the foundation that the rest of the people could all improvise on top of because I was supporting them and saying, you go for it and I'm going to make this cool groove that everybody will be able to dance to and keep it together, you know, and like hold, hold it all together. Thank you for listening to Improvise Music in Kingston. In this episode, we explored 
How do participants understand their musician identities? In the next episode, we'll explore the questions, how do participants negotiate hybrid collaborations? And how do participants experience interpersonal interactions? For more information about the project, the group members, and to listen to the complete set of musical recordings, please visit the project website at paulclifford.ca slash imik.